Hey guys and gals, thanks for coming to our show. Here's some things we want you to know. Attention, Meltcasters! Mention Meltcast inside Meltdown Comics and any variant cover is reduced to $5. Follow through with this exclusive deal today. For those of you looking to join Loot Crate, we have a special promo code for this our very podcast. If you go to lootcrate.com backslash meltcast, use the promo code meltcast3. And that will get you the promotion that is most current for Loot Crate. Check it out, lootcrate.com. Welcome to Meltcast 3.0. It's me again, Aristotle. No Derek this week because he's off in a faraway land, which is actually true. Uh, when Eddie would ever, whenever, all those times Eddie missed being on the show, we would say that he was just sleeping in the corner because uh, he was a big napper. Uh, and that wasn't true. And But this time it's true that Derek is gone. You should listen to the last episode. It was a good one. But today, we got Chris Eldania back. Baby boy. It's that boy. I fucking hate you. (laughs) 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 I love it. I love it. What's up? the best i'm just staring i was just staring at aristotle yeah. while he did that intro so, yeah. he he would look at me, me flop out there like every a magic every, carp? every two seconds during that during that intro he would look at me like are you gonna talk what the fuck is going on <laughs> i love it i love it yeah i'm here chris aldania well no i was i was questioning like is is he doing what i think he's doing yeah and then when i led to when i introduced you that's when i was like you fucking asshole yeah i did it you knew what he's doing i love it i love it so much <sighs> So we're back here on Milkcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bringing some uh, diversity. Fully, we're fully diverse today. I mean, I guess we're not diverse because <laughs> it's just two Mexicans in here. But it, but I mean, it's and that would, it, it's diverse. Yeah, it's diverse. Diverse, diversifying the podcast world. Yay, 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 yay. Yeah, I don't know a lot of podcasts with two Mexican guys. That could be our. That could be our next podcast. It could be like two uh, Mexicans. Cholos and chorizo. What do you mean? Cholos and soy rizo. Boom. I guess. New Age Cholos? Cholo Goth. Cholo, Cholo Goth. That's Why isn't cho- that a festival I'm going to? Wait. do you, It's a thing, isn't it? No. Cholo is Goth? I yeah, mean, it, it is. It, is it? Eric Esquivel posts about it pretty frequently. What, what is it, though? Former guest. Uh, I have no idea. It's like a, I mean, that's on me for not totally It's like a style, right? It. Cholo Goth? Yeah, it's a style. Just like, like long black. I'm wearing a really long black shirt today. Like really, really long. And then like a Kanye long black shirt. Yeah, because it's not ripped everywhere. Yeah, I don't get those. No one does. The, I don't think. I don't even think the people that buy them get them. There's a lot of fashion out there that I just don't get. Yeah, I don't. I don't get bolo ties. I don't get ripped. Whoa, whoa! Bolo I don't, ties are pretty sick, though. Okay. <laughs> I don't get ripped jeans that are ripped out of the factory, like or like ripped inside the factory and then sold to you. I don't. 
I mean, there's just there's a there's a lot. I don't socks with sandals. I don't really understand. I'm a shorts and a shirt guy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I understand, but I just don't want to participate in are enamel pins. You, you're in the game. You know you are. I know I am. But here, here's the thing. It's pointless to buy them. It's fucking pointless. Like you can't. There's. You're gonna wear them. Like I. It just bothers I mine me all the time. They're just nice little. I just don't have a. I need. I don't oh. have a. I don't want to get a denim. I want to get a denim jacket, but at the same time, I don't want to get a denim jacket. Yeah, I know. That's like I'm. I'm pretty but sure I October- talked about it when it happened. I had been looking in. Like I was. I was observing everybody's denim jackets, and I was like, "Okay, Eddie's got a blue one. Dave Clark's got gray. Lawrence has a black one, but he's like he isn't here that often. I'm gonna get a black denim jacket." Like the week I was, I was going to buy it. Eddie walks in with a brand new black denim jacket. Yeah, well, I mean, black is universal though. Black's like, universal, but still, it, then it's like, ah, now we're just wearing the same black. Denim I think jacket. I'd get like a, a white denim jacket. Sick. No, I wouldn't. But like I I'd probably get like black. But it'd be different. It'd be a different kind of black. It'd be like it'd be like black with gold stitching instead of black stitching. Or it'd be black with black stitching. I would just make sure it's different than yours and Eddie's. So I get I get that sentiment for yeah. sure. I just want it to be different. Yeah. But I can't justify pi- buying ten dollar pins just to wear my jacket. Like what? And then after I get rid of the jacket, because it's only a style. My denim jackets weren't in a year ago. Well, I mean, they're always. What am I going to do with those pins? No, they're not always in. They're not always in. That's not always cool, but they're always in. You know, the Metallica fans will always be rocking them. Yes, but that's not what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't. And what am I going to do with those pins after I retire that denim jacket? Give them to your kids. What kids? (laughs) Triggered. Shut (laughs) up. Put them on a corkboard. That's, no, that's a weird well, thing. I, I don't want to. I don't want a cork board. I thought about. I thought about because you have them in a bowl. Yeah. I, th- I think that's pretty cool. Mm. But like, why would I? The way I want to keep my house and my things is like everything should be out there in the open that I want people to see. Yeah. Like, so like, how would I display of... my pins? Yeah, yeah. I want well, my. The, yeah. it, it was more for the idea of like, okay, what pins am I going to put on today? And I actually just it's been so warm. There, I haven't. I'm not gonna put a paint on a shirt. I'm gonna have to get a. I'm gonna have to get a denim jacket because fall's coming. Yeah, I'm sorry if I keep touching my nose. You don't have to apologize to me. Why do you keep touching your nose though? My nose hairs. I'm self-conscious about them. Why are you self-conscious about them? Because I. It's also like a weird ghost tickle from my mustache that's not there anymore. Oh yeah. It's like uh, Aristotle shaved. You got the bald, scratchy face. Yeah. You shaved and uh, you look like a baby. And now I've got phantom beard syndrome. Yeah, I get that too. I feel kind so of. naked and I fucking hate it. It's all right. But whatever. No one really cares. <laughs> no one pays attention to you that much. Such a different show than when Derek's gone. Yeah. Derek is like, That's man. true. Yeah. He's like a host host. He is a host. What are you trying to say, though? That we, we don't. Just, we're just two guys. We are two guys. Too chill. I hope that you don't. I hope that our too listeners are cool kill. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a. It's gonna be a low energy kind of podcast and this time. It was real sleepy, and right before we were about to get started, we decided to go get coffee. Yeah. So we're getting there. <clears throat> we're getting coffee, or we got coffee. We have coffee. Now. We have coffee, so we're, our energy level is rising. When I get coffee, though, I speak a lot faster. I already speak fast, so like. When I drink coffee, though, I just get really, really fast. My voice and my... Like, really, 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 really fast? No, that was that was dumb. <laughs> like, like... That's what I do. No, that's not your brand. That's who I am. No, your brand is, like, 
zines and and uh Highland Park. That's your <laughs> that's your brand. <laughs> Highland Park isn't my brand. That's true. You live in Glendale. Yeah. I Though I did choose Glendale because I was like, you know what? I can get Echo Park and Highland Park in one in one swoop. Close to both. Yeah. Well I mean honestly, those are really great places to live. Yeah. They're really They're great places. Lots to live. of great there's lots of cool like like know. all the white people that kicked all the Mexicans out, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They you know. Here's something I didn't realize. I watched this documentary on Netflix about um Fernando Valenzuela. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. You should, because you live in LA and you have all your life. Um he was a pitcher for the Dodgers, like the crazy ass great this one of the greatest pitchers who ever pitched for the Dodgers. Um Latino. No. And um I didn't know this, but Dodger Stadium when it was built they built Dodger, the guy who built Dodger Stadium, who brought the Dodgers from Brooklyn to LA back in the 50s, 60s. Um, I would say 40s. Or, huh? I would say 40s. No, it was later than that. It was like 60s. I'm going to say 60s. I don't know about 60s. I'd say 40s. You don't 50s. even know who Fernando Valenzuela is. How I know are, Dodgers. Okay. Just I know kidding. Dodgers. I don't know Dodgers. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I never watch baseball. Have you, I been go to to the the, games. have you been to the stadium? Yeah. Okay. Lots of times. I love baseball. I it's whatever I just like going. Yeah, it's fun. Um, but and they have vegan hot dogs there. Yeah, they they got vegan nachos. It's dope. But when they were building Dodger Stadium, they kicked that land. A whole bunch of like Latinos were living there, and they kicked them out to build that stadium. And so when mm-hmm. the, when Fernando Valenzuela came to Dodger Stadium, it gave like all those people that were kicked out and removed like a lot of hope for like and like a new hero to look up to. Yeah. It was kind of. It was very That's poetic. Cool. It was very, hmm. very poetic. Man, it's like um, that. Uh, I don't know freeways. I've lived throughout my life. I don't know the fucking n- numbers. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. I know where I'm going. If I'm going with you somewhere, I'll tell you. You just can't give there. other people directions, I which cannot... I guess is fine. If you if you're not <laughs> if you don't have a smartphone with ways on it, then I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking help you. You don't deserve to be given directions. All right. Jesus, uh, you hear but, that, guys? Make a left at Amoeba. Boom. Uh, you know, that's that's one way to give directions. Anyways. The freeway. Um, oh, my God. The one, there's a big gap between Pasadena and Alhambra. And for all my life, it's been in the news that they're like, oh, we're going to connect it. We're going to connect it. And so, like, uh, people in Pasadena have much louder voices because they're backed by all kinds of money mm-hmm. uh, about like, no, we don't want this because then you have to destroy our houses. But the people in, Al- in Alhambra who I I knew a, a person was like, no, we have to leave. They're forcing us out. Like, yeah. there's no option. Yeah, that's that's industry right there. Mm-hmm. It sucks. And yet it's still not still not here. And they're talking about like, how do we do it? Do we do it above ground and make these houses shittier? Or underground. Oh, in in the capital of Earthquakeville. Oh right, yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't. It's never a good idea, but I mean, sure. Whatever. That's why you got to do things right the first time. Like when you're first building up LA. Yeah. I mean, like, I, it's hard, right? I don't know. I don't. It's it's already there. It's un it's undoable <clears throat> now. Uh, but um, that's like speaking of Dodger Stadium. Somebody um. I was recording another podcast, and the host was talking about how he wanted to go to Guns N' Roses, because they just played there. Yeah. And his friend said, like, oh, I had tickets. I just hate going to Dodger Stadium, because there's, like, only one way in. Like, yeah. Like, why 
Would you no, build a massive stadium? There's not only one way in. What I, are they talking about? I know what you mean, but it's more like it's very, it gets crammed. Yeah. There's a lot of people going it's through very hill. narrow streets. Yeah, it's true. Which is a ridiculous way to build anything. If you are smart enough, you'll get there super early, or you yeah. will... Well, I mean, we know that now, but I'm talking about the people that built it were like, uh, oh, we should have, you know, built It was one. It was streets. one white guy who was like, I'm just going to do this because there's a lot of money to be had in L.A., there's no team here. So, of course, you know. Yeah. I mean, what do you want me to say? Uh, Chavez Ravine is like one of my favorite places on, on Earth. I love mm-hmm. Dodger Stadium so much. And it's, it's don't don't just blow me off like that. What? No, I'm saying it's great. Oh God! Here, here and now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys and ever really talked about sports on the podcast? No, no. Uh, well, you Derek know, even sports, if we, right? I think so. Even if we had, it would have just gone right over my head. I don't know anything. You don't like For, any sports? Nope, never. As a you know, in like fifth or fourth grade, I got super into the Lakers. And then that's funny. Me too. I was like, ah, I can't, I the, I I can't keep Kobe up the charade. Yeah, I had the Kobe Bryant jersey. Mm-hmm. I used to, because uh, my mom, my mom, and several other members of my family work for the cult that is the gas company, <laughs> the Southern California Gas Company. They do great work, but uh, and so they get discounts to a lot of things. Oh, cool! And so for. I think we still can. It's just, you Do you know. get free... Does your mom get free gas at her house? <laughs> For real? No. Oh, she doesn't. I wasn't sure if that was a joking question or not, because people do ask that a lot, but no. They're like, no, there's not... We don't get that kind of discount. Mm. <laughs> Nobody gets a discount. Where's all that. the gas come from? The ground. The ground? Though, uh... Are we, are we gonna everyone, run out of gas? Everyone's pushing towards natural gas, but I mean, that's... I don't know. What, where were we getting natural gas from? From, like, holes in the earth. We're going to run out, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, everything's going to run out. But, like, when? Oh, I have no idea. But, yeah, uh... Oh, that's scary to me. It's like we were... We were talking about this the other day. We're not meant to be here. Should have left a long time ago. Just Where saying. would we have gone? We Other still planets. Don't, we it don't did. know any planets that, that's inhabitable. Uh, it's not about that. It's just more about leaving. It's more about, like, Or that's right. habitable. Thank you, Earth. Like, like Xenon, how they had the space station up yeah, in space. That'd been perfect. We could have, you know, I don't know. That'd been f- terrifying. That's terrifying to me. To, to, to live in now. A, to, li- to live in a space station above Earth and just complete blackness and stars. That's terrifying. To that me. sounds amazing. No, it doesn't. Because you know what do- sounds. You know what's terrifying? What airplanes? I fucking hate airplanes. Really? I like airplanes. It's a, what do you? It's the same thing. <laughs> what do you mean? Except like no, living in a space station is different from flying in an airplane from LAX to fucking JFK. Yeah, but there's like you have insignificant. Well, there's there's no falling. First of all, okay, your space station cannot fall and plummet to the earth in a massive explosion unless some massive fucking critical kind of yeah malfunction no, I, yeah. or something were to sure. happen. Whereas airplanes should not be in the sky at all. At any moment. They told you're right. They totally could. But the feeling you get when you take off is like I hate one of it. The, I love that I feeling. Hate it. I so, hate it so much. It's so cool to me. Gives you that little feeling in your tummy. That little sinking feeling. God, I hate it. Like when you yeah, it's great. Nope. I like it. I, will, I wouldn't be in a space station because aliens for sure could take over. 
Don't sigh at me. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know, but I mean, they could take over anywhere at any time. They could. That's one of my worst fears. I have dreams about alien invasion like all the time. It, they're nightmares, I mean. Mm. That's one of my worst fears because we don't know what they're capable of. That's true, but I feel like that's, I don't know, that's far more comforting than... It's not comforting. That's not comforting at all. What are you talking about? Than drowning. I hate, The idea of drowning drives me insane. Really? Because it's such a, like, it's like the most uncomfortable way to go. No, burning alive is the most uncomfortable well, way to go. Well, that too, I guess, sure. Because it's embarrassing. But I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> because you're it's burning up and probably in front of a whole bunch of people that are trying to help you out. <laughs> I guess... <laughs> I mean, it's not quite, you know, dying of diarrhea. That's because that's a little. But that's, I mean, that's totally asinine. It's not. People, it happens. It does. Dehydration. Yeah, but we're talking about like common ways you could die. You can either you can either drown. You can die in your sleep. You can be you can be shot. Being that's shot fine. be quick and easy. Someone shoot me. That's yeah, fine. Sure. That's Though, okay. I feel like dying on a roller coaster is pretty embarrassing because. That's why I hate roller coasters. Are you dying like falling off the roller coaster? Or are you dying in your Just seat? Just in a roller coaster, no matter what, because every time I hate them. Or saying, "Are you afraid of dying?" Because I mean, it's safe. People do it all the time. But then, what if you're the one guy? That, it's like, oh, like final destination. A fucking course, it was me. Yeah. Of course, I'm the guy that died. Well, you can't send those vibes out there. If you send those vibes out, bad things are gonna happen. I truly believe that. Okay. It's all about vibes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you're on an airplane, you're like, I'm vibing, I'm feeling good. This airplane's gonna take me where I need to go it's until not, it fucking starts. It's not gonna crash. See, that's that's, away. that's where you need to stop yourself. That's where you need to say, you know what? I'm gonna have a good flight. I'm gonna watch cheaper by, cheaper by the dozen, and I'm gonna have some snacks, and it's gonna be nice. I've I've been on enough planes to know that that's it's just completely out of. How many planes have hands. you been on in your life? Do you think? Can you count them on your hands? No. Really? How many? Mm. Where have you? Where do you go? Mexico. You fly? Yeah. Mexico City. Is that my, where your family da- is? From? My dad's family's in Mexico City, and so how often do you go? Not that often. It's just from my life. Uh, you know, been there a few times. You have a passport? Yes, I didn't know that. I feel like that's <laughs> an uncommon thing that I didn't realize. It is uncommon. pretty uncommon. I don't have mine. It's uncommon, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think if we go, I think my family's taking us to the Caribbean like next year, so I think I have to Damn. get it. No, I'm not excited. I hate vacations. Me too. I hate them. We went to Hawaii with Desiree last year. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it was fun, but I hated it. Yeah. I hate vacations. I really, it's all just a hassle. Like, even if I, if I were to go with, like, whoever, whoever, uh, like I'm dating or like my wife or something, I still would hate it because, because yeah. we're both two separate people that probably want to do separate things and I can't please myself and her. You know what I mean? And also money. You spend yeah, all this so money. Much money. All this oh money. God. And also things can go wrong all the time. So I guess this is, this is my airplane when I go on vacations. Like you can get robbed. You can lose your cell phone. Your cell phone could die. You could get hit by a car. What if you get sick or you're in a different country? Like all these things. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest issue is that there's like four vegan places in all oh, of Hawaii. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> there was not a lot of options and they They'll get there. Honolulu. They'll get there. No. Also, the other the thing that Desiree and I, we didn't argue about it. We just have different opinions on a we had different we had different experiences at Hawaii. Whereas I felt 
They did not want us there. They're fucking sick of our yeah, shit. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And Desiree was like, no, they were all super nice and kind. And they, they were like, some of them were like, yeah, we need the, we need the tourist money. Yeah. Whereas, you know, other people are like, no, it's destroying our culture. Yeah, Which no, is, I get it's, that. It's both true, but I'm like, no, all of these people were very... It's also you know, their demeanor. That they, can, they can seem... They're all really tough looking. It wasn't even so much that. It was just like, you know, you just got that vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're sick of this. We're sick of this shit. Yeah. It could have been just you. Yeah, because that's how I feel. What do you mean? I felt like an asshole being there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I would... I, would, I just... Every, uh, a dream vacation for me... One of my dream vacations is to drive up the coast on the mm. one. That's like just like just chill because yeah. you're going to different cities. You know where you're getting. You're still in America. I would love to go to a place in Europe that's not bankrupt. So I just don't know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, or like England. I my dream my dream paradises are just like green mountains, cabin, just chilling. Chilling, yeah. Iceland. Like cliffs, like Norway or fucking Switzerland. Like just like green everywhere, colorful houses, cozy as fuck, somewhere on the water. And you know what? It may may sound like, oh, Chris, that's a lot of things you got to hit. No, (laughs) not at all. Have you ever been on Earth Porn on Reddit? Oh, my God. Or Village Porn or... or, or, I don't go on Reddit very often. Oh, really? I go on... on I hate Reddit. I hate the culture of Reddit, yeah. but it's very useful when you want to like kill time or like look at stuff. I'm sure. There's a I whole just... like network on Reddit like called like n- n- it's called Safe 50, for Work 50? Porn. No, god no. <laughs> uh Safe for Work Porn and it's it's like aesthetic porn. So you like you can look at look at village porn and every picture is just like a different beautiful village around the world. Damn. Yeah, I know. That's why I follow Nat Geo on Instagram. That's cool. There that for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I even even here in LA, I fucking, I fucking, uh, fucking. I, well, I guess I don't. I never want to look like a tourist. Yeah, and so that I feel I feel that, especially in Hawaii, because it's so obvious. I'm right. A tourist. Yeah, definitely. I just want to go. I just want to go around saying like, "Oh, it's, I'm it's, sorry, it's I'm, hard. I'm Mexican. I get it." We're, you know, it's hard not to look like a tourist wherever you go. Like, I went to Florida and I definitely felt like a tourist. You know what I mean? Like, like I had, I was wearing sandals, but I wasn't really wearing like everything else. Like, Flor- like, because Florida is very like, we don't really care where we wear. We all look like trash anyway. And I was like there with like my my like nice shirts and like shorts and stuff, and I just looked. And I also didn't look. There's a different kind of tan that Florida Floridians are. Compared to California, it's a different kind of tan. It's definitely a different kind of tan. Okay. It's all also they're all very salty. They have like very salty skin, like very like leathery, uh, swarthy skin because of how the sun affects them, how yeah. often they're in the sun, the humidity, and all the salt in the air because it's a fucking <laughs> peninsula. And they're just salty people. They're salty. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Actually, I had a really good time in Florida. I didn't think I was going to, but I, it was awesome. I went to the Keys. You know what? where the Keys are? No. They're like the little islands off of Florida. I didn't know this. Super great. And we went to Miami. You had some I had the best pork in Miami. 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 Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Pitbull. <laughs> um, it was great. Yeah. I had I had to take a plane there though. We didn't drive. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't want to drive. 
Anyways. Yeah, what's I going mean, on? Come on, that was quite. Yeah. I hope you're still listening. <laughs> I, I don't think you are, but. Yeah. Uh. First first order of business, Summerfest. Oh Summerfest. Have should, yourself a summer. We should have said this like right up the top. I'm sorry that we got oh, so late into this. Can we, do, can we do an intro to the intro? <laughs> yeah, we'll do an intro. But, uh, well, I guess you've already heard about Summerfest, Summerfest and what a blast it is. And it's happening right now. Yeah. Come on down. That's the most important thing. Free beer. Free beer. Free beer. And yes. there's going to be comedy. There's going to be food trucks. There's going to be a virtual reality truck. Yeah, boy. I mean, we already all heard this in the intro, but let's do it again. Oh, right. And water slide. There's a water slide here now. You Mm. hear hear that? That was so much fun. I'm having a great time with Summerfest. Summer, summer, summer first. Mom, I'm having a great time. Mr. Whirl, what? Uh, Dolly. <laughs> Dolly. Yeah. Uh, next order of business. Previous guest, Austin James. Hollow Mountain, woo, chapter woo, woo, one. Woo, woo, book woo, is woo. out. Go buy that book. Go buy it. Yeah, I went to his um, launch world premiere book show release party uh, Thursday night at I Am 8 Bit Gallery. Great space. Love that place. Mm-hmm. How long did you say? Uh, not very long. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What did you What did you go do instead I was when you left? Very hungry. You go. Oh, you went to eat. Like I had not eaten all day. You didn't go so. back afterwards. Uh, no. You could. Well, though. that's because I could. Yes. Wait. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, I was there for I want to say twenty to thirty minutes. So yeah, there. that's that's a good time to support your friend. It's a good amount of time. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Anyways, he had up all of the original art for the book, and oh my god. Yeah. So His art's so, so good. And when he does, like, backgrounds and environment scenes, oh holy moly. Holy moly. I wanted the art so bad. I'm yeah. just, you know, I don't have money. It's okay. I don't have a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Also, without... Oh, yeah. Without entirely thinking about what I was about to do the rest of the day, Mondo released a... um. Are you a big fan of Mondo? Yeah. Everybody knows I'm a big not, fan not of Mondo. Not a big fan. I haven't really bought anything from them, but you have gotten me more into them because yeah. of your passion. They, uh, every once in a while, they'll do timed releases, which they've been doing for Mike Mitchell's um, Star Wars headshots. And oh, yeah. The Boba Fett. I bought that Boba Fett. Really? How much was it? 55 Is it quality prints? Yeah. The quality? I, I got the Mike Myers one back when they put that out for mm. Halloween. Hmm. I still haven't framed it, but. Yeah, I will. Yeah, you have to frame a lot. Yeah. It's also... I was, Aaron's Brothers having a sale on frames. Oh, sick. Two for 11. Do you, is well, there, I feel like Aaron's Brothers always has sales. Where, I signed okay, to their newsletter. Where's the, is there a close one? I have buy? no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find one. Ask Dave Clark. Dave Clark definitely knows. Yeah. but um, Probably, right? Oh, I've talked to him about it. He's the one oh. who told me to sign up for the newsletter. Oh, okay. Because they send out sale half 50% off emails okay. all the time. But they're also... Uncommon sizes, which is weird. These the Mondo Mike Mitchell posters. They're like uh, fifteen by eighteen, something that doesn't oh, weird. sound weird. But I've never seen a frame. So you have to like, like you have that. to buy a bigger frame, and then you have to sort of like have like cut cardboard to surround it, and then mm. frame the picture. I don't. I don't like doing that. No, neither do I. Oh, I'm just saying well, that's, that's what you'd have, have to do if you wanted to. Yeah. yeah, that's like okay, it. Would, it has to be. I feel like it's so cliche, but I like. I only would want to do that for tiny pictures. 
Right, right, right. Because those are fun. Those are fun. I have, oh my God, holy shit. I forgot one of the earliest Mondo posters I bought is actually, again, another Mike Mitchell portrait photo of Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. And it's a little wallet-sized poster. Oh, cool. So I wanted to do that for that. It's like two and a half by three. Mondo's having a uh, Francesco Francavilla gallery opening up in Austin. Is it Francesco or Francisco? I always said Francisco. Is it? I think it's Francesco. It was a Francisco. Hold on. Either way, they're having a Francavilla art show, and oh my God! Jesus Christ! It's Francesco. I don't believe you. Here you go. It looks like Francisco. Yeah, I guess, but it's Francesco. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I got anyway. it. What would I? What I would do to be at that gallery? Holy moly! I know. I love Francesco Francavilla. MondoCon's coming up, and I every year I think it's worth it. I need to buy. It's that. October, right? I think so. It it sounds so worth it. It's just uh. Well, that's a vacation I would take. I yeah. would go to Austin, go to MondoCon, and then fucking like take in the city for a little bit, especially yeah. in October when it's cooler. Alamo Draft House. Alamo oh Draft House, God, dude. Yeah. Let's go. I'm always da- the the problem. The issue that I come across every time is okay. I either have to buy a plane or a tr- well, not a train ticket. Or it's the, like three the days road trip. to get there. Road trip, whatever. Okay, let's let's take into account how much that'll cost. Now, a hotel, food. Well, that's your vacation for the year. A, yeah, but then there's also going to MondoCon, which you have to buy a ticket, and I've, then buying stuff there. You just gotta have friends in Austin. I have some friends in Austin. Oh, man. That's, also, yeah. I'm pretty sure we know people that have friends in Austin. Or we could just Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's about buying the stuff that's right, there. Right, because, right, right, right. Damn. Yeah, you're gonna spend a like, lot of money there. I uh, I read a, I listened to a podcast with Becky Cloonan, and uh, they asked her like, "Oh, what's been the best like con or show that you've done?" And she's like, "Oh, absolutely, MondoCon. It's shocking that you can price almost anything to whatever, and people will buy it. Oh, people are like dropping." But hundreds I, of dollars. But I don't like that. I don't like that idea of like you can price anything to anything. Well, it's it's not that she was like, I'm going to take advantage. She was oh. just shocked like, oh, this thing that hasn't sold online sold here. Yeah, I mean, Mondo's a huge name. And also, Mondo's a great name. Yeah. It's a great name. Yeah, MondoCon. Um, uh, yeah, that's yeah, I bought I that Boba Fett. Yeah. And then I was like, ah, oh, well, now that's there goes money that I could have. Just got to prepare better. That's it. Yeah. Got to think about priorities. But go buy Austin's book. Yes, Hollow, Hollow Mountain. Mountain, please. So it's awesome. Good. It's really, really good. Shout out to Austin James. Austin. Uh, more new, more, I, I want to say housekeeping, but that's Derek's word, mm-hmm. uh, is Nathaniel Osoyo. That guy's legit. I love I that know, guy. He's so good. Uh, his art show <clears throat> is happening at Riverside Side, Art. I think it's Riverside Art Museum. Riverside Art Museum. I, I remember because it's quick. Ram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, October first. October first through November sixth. Yeah. But I think I'm. I think I want to go to open night. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. That's definitely the time to go. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel, who if you don't know, he does the uh, Shadow, Shadow People. People comics, and he's he's just a really really great artist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Riverside Art Museum. It starts October first, goes through the sixth of November. Um, which is like he has a month there, which is really great. I know that's a, that's insane. Yeah, uh, really talented guy, really really nice guy. You should definitely go and support him. He's he's you, awesome. You can listen to his episode, which is I think two three episodes. ago. I think it was now. like two episodes ago. So it, it'll be pretty up to date. Also, lots of Suicide Squad in there. 
Oh yeah, if you want to hear us talk about that and rant about Suicide Squad, he did this really cool, really cool skull painting that I thought was awesome. Just gotta find it. Are you? I mean, it's not a visual podcast. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, it's not, it's not one of those visual podcasts. They're video podcasts, Aristotle. What is Bizarre uh, State? YouTube, 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 live streams. Not a podcast. Get you, out of you here! You got me. You got me. I'm not. Well, I'm not. I'm not getting you. I'm getting the internet. Don't call it a podcast. Come on. Don't call it a podcast. Bum, bum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So go support Nathaniel. Absolutely. Nate Dog. <laughs> Ew. What? Don't what? I can't say that. <laughs> no, What's that? He'll like that. He's laughing right now. He's like, "Wow, Chris, the good one." He's laughing because I called it out. Nathaniel, uh, <laughs> tweet at us, telling us what you did. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, one more order of business. I, Christopher Lopez, thank you so much for sending in your yeah, book, man. Vanta Black. <clears throat> I got here at Meltdown, and I was I haven't read it yet because I got here, opened up that package, have been like fingering through, and then we recorded this episode. So next week I will definitely have read it. But thank you. I'm very excited. Y'all need to go follow, follow. You need to go follow Christopher Lopez on the. Sh- I'm, lo- uh, I'm looking at the book now. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. What does Dave call it? Shrimp. Sh- I I can never get down the words. Shrimpstagram. I I don't know. Shrimpstagram. I feel like he just says whatever he wants for that. Oh, he has a very specific of saying shrimpstagram. Oh, Dave Baker. Other. Other previous Frequent. guest, frequent frequenter of the Meltcast, but go follow Salvage Comics on Instagram. Yeah, dude's dope. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. This was great, man. I can't wait to dive into it. Dive, 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 dive. Another thing that I I'm not I'm don't know how announced it is, but it's coming up, so I'm just going to talk about it anyways. Lawrence Rod Dog is going to be having a signing here Who's for that? Real Deal. Real Deal Comics. It's like this legit ass, uh, legit ass comic. He's been releasing them for I don't know how many years, but like I want to say since the '90s, which sounds so generic. But he's been yeah. releasing them since the '90s, and they're like, "Oh, did you see this Black Beetle enamel pin? Oh my oh, god! Man. Oh my god!" Francesco. Heading back to that that Mondo, that Mondo show. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, Real Deal Comics, Lawrence Hubbard, September sixteenth at seven here at Meltdown. Come pick up Real Deal Comics, please. Come to the signing. Legit. It's legit. For real. Super, super, it's super cool. Super, but that's it. Thanks for uh, listening to Melcast this week. Yeah, I guess. No, I don't know. Damn, not a lot of happening comic books this week. I mean, comics came out, but yeah, it's been. I mean, slow. Yeah, it's been it's been a slow period, especially after I think after Comic Con, everything just got kind of slower with announcing stuff. Um, We got we got. the new Iron Man's name, Riri Williams. We didn't know the name before? No. We just oh. knew who she was, but now she has a name, Ironheart. Oh, 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 okay, I see. So that's I was like, I thought that's it cool. was Riri Williams. No, no, no. Her oh. name now is going to be Ironheart. Ah. So ah. that's cool. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. People have been coming in looking for that issue. Um, so there, people were excited about it, which Hell is yeah. it's cool. Um, I'm excited for... Um, I can't remember the exact name, but the world of Wakanda. 
Oh yeah, yeah, World of Wakanda. But he's uh, oh, what is his name? The writer of Black Panther. Oh shit! Oh, Ta Nehisi Coates. Coates. It's really yeah. late. Like putting that those, that book out. Tanasi or Tana? It's Tanahasi. I'm pretty sure that's the way that I've heard it pronounced in the store. I've been hearing Holly say Tanasi Coates, but I mean, she's white. Okay, just whisper that right into the mic. You didn't hear that? I mean, it's true. <laughs> I did. We all did. <laughs> okay. Tanahasi Coates. Uh, yeah, that that joke. book gets delayed and delayed and delayed. So I'm not sure how it's gonna go. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, I guess. He's, I, I want to say a legend, but I don't know. He's a big deal. He's so a big, he's like a big deal gonna, journalist. Yeah. They're, they're, you know who I want like to write a comic? Fine. Juno Diaz. Juno? You know, he's mm-hmm. a, his books have such an... Have such, right, go, uh, what I even <laughs> what? say? <laughs> what I even say? He's great. Juno <laughs> Diaz is a, a black... Um, I think he's Dominican... I think he's from the Dominican Republic. Um but he uh, is a writer who's written The Wondrous Life of Oscar Mao. He's written um, Drown. He's written, he's written How to Lose Her. All short stories, except except Oscar Mao. Uh, or Oscar Wow. Oscar Mao, I think. And uh, they're all short stories. Very, very black and Latino influenced. And, like, he is his... There's one line I always remember from his books. And um, it's just a small... like It's like three three words. But he's describing a scene in the Dominican Republic... And he's he's talking about all like the trees and stuff, and he goes he goes, uh, and he goes mangoes thudded from the trees, and I was like that's such a f- perfect wait what mangoes thudded from the trees thudded thudded, that's like the perfect 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 per like the most perfect to me explanation of how mangoes grow on trees. Hmm. And if you don't have anything to add, I think we're gonna. End here. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Mangoes thudded from the tree. Mangoes thudded from the trees. It's it's such a. Pr- you might have said red trees, like red leaves. I so, mean, just the silence is making it seem like it's not a great line, but I well, still believe in it. Yeah, as long as it means something to you. I just I have no context. You should read it, it though. You should. I mean, if you're into like books like that. I'm into books. No, you're not. I read all kinds of books. No, you don't. Just name some books. I've read those books. I'm one of those people. Have you read the Harry Potter books? No. No? Yeah, I've never read those books. Some of the most accessible and consistent books of all time you've never read? Not a fan. Yeah, okay. I had zero interest. I was a Captain Underpants kid. Okay, well, here's the thing. There's <laughs> not. It's not like those things were battling each other. You could have been a Captain Underpants kid and a Harry Potter kid. No, you couldn't. You could. Not in my world. Harry Potter was everything to me when I was like fourteen. <laughs> talking about the the guy talking about MondoCon. Oh boy! Um, I remember I I the, when the seventh book came out, I went to the midnight release of it and I got the book and I read it like all day the next day. I actually like I stayed up all night and read it all night, read it all day. And my dad, we were having a party the like the day after it came out. I was still reading it, and my dad was like. Give me that book. Go talk to your family. Stop reading this book. And I was like, I was like, what do you want from me? You tell me to read more, but then you kick me. You say you ground me for not. He took that book away for like a day. I died. Yeah. That was one of the the worst things he could have ever done. I love Harry Potter. Harry Potter is great. 
I, w- I wish she would stop adding on to the can- Well, you know, no, I don't. I wish she would add more stuff to the canon, but in a delicate way. The same way that she add, like she originally created the canon for Harry Potter. Like, I love that there are different schools, like, in the world. Because, mm. like, when I was when I was reading those books, I was like, man, I wonder, I wonder if there's, like, a school in America. I wonder if there's a school in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and, like, what kind of wizard I would be. Like, I was all about that lore. Um, but the way she's doing it now is just, it seems kind of like... I'm just gonna get these. I'm just gonna get these ideas and from like American and Native American folklore, and uh, I'm just gonna put. I'm just gonna sort of put my twist on them and then put them as as what those are instead of being more creative. Um, but I don't know. I haven't read. I, I'm not interested in reading the Cursed Child, which yeah. is like the play that she wrote. Um, I'm not really interested in like magical beasts and where to find them. I just I'm sort of like a Harry Potter purist, I guess. Yeah, that was me in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, but you're excited I, about Rogue One. Oh yeah. Well, now I'm exci- I'm on, I'm fully on board. But when they, I feel like we've talked about this. No, I when don't they think announced so. when Disney was like, "Oh, we're gonna make a whole new trilogy," I was fucking livid. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't about to go to Twitter and be like, "Fuck you, Disney." But yeah. I was like, "No, you can't. You can't do this." My my big comparison because you know I'm great with those comparisons uh, was four, five, six, Old Testament. One, two, three, New Testament, these new movies, Scientology. Because that's what it was. That's mm-hmm. what it was to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was I was reading a text. I didn't really listen to that. And that wasn't me trying to be mean. It was just my roommate. He texted me, and I, I need to respond to him. Hold on, give me one second. All right, all right. Sorry for this well, pause. If you, you know, and it, I, I was so, I don't know. I was also so surprised at how many people were so on board with these new Star Wars Uh because I think everyone was so excited, like, oh, finally something to wash away one, two, three. But I was, I was more like, no, we, come on, we tried this already. Yeah, let's not, let's just leave it, let it be, mm-hmm. leave the let, let it be, let it be. I don't want anything. Let it be, let it be. It's like it's easy. It's not hard to understand where people come from. Well, well. No, yeah, keep going no, on that. It is. No, talk, like, really, keep going on that. Shut the fuck. No, I'm serious, I because I want to talk about this. Because I was going to say, uh, I was going to compare it to Ghostbuster fans, like, no, they're those are awful human beings. They don't count. Right. Uh, I'm talking about, like, those original Star Wars movies are still there, and they'd always be there. I was going to say you can never change them, but fucking, yeah, obviously you can, because yeah. George Lucas did. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching these new movies will now have somewhat of an effect on watching those old movies, especially if they decide to, you know, say like, oh, remember when Luke did that thing when we were battling the Death Star that wasn't on on camera, but it definitely happened. Yeah. And now that's going to be like, you know, assuming something like that happens, which <clears throat> right. I don't think they will. I think but. people overreact, overreact when, when, things, when things start to change from their childhood or like... Yeah. Um, and that, that really bothers me. Like, I, I don't like that at all. Yeah. I think people need to stop complaining and just like, because here's the thing about entertainment, right? It's entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's not your life. It doesn't affect your life in any way. You can, I think if it affects your life anyway, you got to take the positives from that. That's what you got to do from entertainment. Cause a lot of entertainment, it's very negative 
like Breaking Bad, if you were to take only the negative shit from that that break that that show, I think you'd be super upset and like depressed. You know what I mean? It was a very hard show to watch. Oh my god, that show! But that show is so good, so um, good. But Desiree and I were super late, so we were binging it. And God, I needed to take breaks right after episodes. Like let that let that show inspire you to make a great TV show or to write a great TV show or write as great characters as as Walter White and Jesse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not just take the negatives from that show. Um and like the whole Ghostbusters thing is like it's inner like fuck Out your childhood. Hand. Fuck your childhood for yeah. real. Like if uh, if it, this yeah. making you this upset, fuck your childhood. Like yeah. I I don't give a fuck. Like uh I'll say it over and over again. Yeah. Ghostbusters was not a very good movie. It's not worth it's, the anger. It's a good movie. I like it. People it's keep just, giving yeah, it's me shit great. like, oh, no, it's actually a genius movie. I don't care. No. It's not that great. Yeah, it's it's, I, it's fine. Yeah. But like all these people who like were in love with it back in the 80s when it came out. Um, nerds. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, you're just, you just use this movie as a way to vent your sexism. Yep. That's all, no. that's all that it was. It's not even, it, it could have remade fucking conan a girl could have been conan like it, it could have been anything and you just want to vent your racism and that's why i think like and this is like not about comics or anything geeky at all but like donald trump like donald trump the only reason that people are voting for donald trump because i think i think there are sane people who are voting for donald trump because donald trump becomes a scapegoat for how they feel in yeah. real life like because Donald Trump is saying like I'm a, I'm he, he's racist he's sexist he's misogynistic he's homophobic blah blah blah, because he's saying all these things on a public scale and he's saying them um, and everyone can hear what he's saying. All these people who have originally thought this but never really like who, or who are homophobic and racist and might have been ashamed of it or might have just didn't want to talk about it out loud or whatever. They now have a voice that says, "Hey, it's okay to feel this way." Just choose this side and you can and just vote for me and you can do this all the fucking time. Mm. Like that's that's all that I think that's all that's the key component to understanding like why why people get upset over shit. Like a shit like Ghostbusters or, or remaking Star Wars or whatever. Um Don't look me into that. Huh? Fuck? No, I'm just saying it's like uh <laughs> just kidding. It, it's something way it's not just your childhood, it's it's your it's fucking who you are. You're thinking that just because they're changing or remaking something that you loved growing up, that was such an influence on your life. It's not going to change you. It's not going to change you at all. But that's what people You're think. You're already stuck with who you are. And then, like, and also terror brings out the worst in people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if someone's afraid that someone's going to change that. And so I get it. It's like if, if someone's afraid that Ghostbusters is going to change their, their childhood, of course they're going to react in a bad way. Still, though, you're an idiot. You're super dumb for being yeah. sexist and. It's entertainment. Take positive things from it. It doesn't have to cater to you. Not if, if you, it doesn't cater to you, just don't watch it. Mm. But uh, the other day, the Onion put out, or I follow the Onion on Instagram, and they will do those uh, Insta Snap things. Yeah, and they put out a, a great one on Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, Trump supporters now say it's far too late to convince them. <laughs> if it would have happened earlier, it would have happened by now. Yeah, I think I think there's some scary people in this world, man. Yeah, some people who just don't know what they're doing. It just makes me want to be a better person. So that way, I just, one because I want to be a better person. Second, because I don't want to be like them. Mm-hmm. These people who are so obviously wrong and terrible. Um, yeah, and even with the whole Captain America thing, like just because they're changing Captain America, like doesn't uh. mean you're gonna. 
for you to send death threats, that's that's a whole another level of of fandom. That's that's insanity. That's like that is just that is that is the darkest place that a fandom can go. And also, even with the Steven Universe thing, where people were giving oh, yeah. sending that creator death threats because because um because she wouldn't ship she wouldn't put two people in a relationship. She was accused of. Uh, queer baiting which yeah. means like you know teasing that these characters are gay and they're gonna get together but then they're not like yeah. fuck you you are don't you're no one is that entitled you should never feel that entitled that you're gonna send someone death threats because they don't do what you want to do you're a baby you're throwing a fit and, and in a terrible way in a worse way because you're older and you can actually be more terrible and and send death threats you know what i mean like I mean, if you're getting to the point where you think i should send him a death threat you're already in the wrong and like, why, why, why does it matter this much to you? Like, part of me feels like really sad because it's like, is this all you have that this matters this much to you? Or are you just someone who just wants to complain about stuff or vent your anger in a different kind of way or vent your hatred in a different kind of way? You know what I mean? Um, and I really feel for those, for those people because I, I get those feelings. You know what I mean? Like if someone is changing what I like, like if, uh, I don't know, I've never really felt that way about anything. So I'm, I'm going to compare it to like Harry Potter. So if, like if J.K. Rowling went in there and like said like, Mm, like Harry's a racist. Harry's now. a race. No, it has to be like something that is like that's He's positive. Giving up his like Harry's powers. gay. Let's just say no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad about that. Okay, he, when I was younger, and I was maybe like whenever she announced that Dumbledore was gay, I was very conservative Christian. Who? Dumbledore. When oh, like yeah. she put online, she's like Dumbledore's gay. I was very very conservative Christian like that back in the day, and I remember being upset. I remember being like. Why? Why does he need to be gay? I wasn't necessarily like, gay suck. I hate gay people. But I was more like, why does he need to be gay? You're just pandering to people, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I don't think he's gay. And that kind of like, it didn't make me, it made me mad. I just, I wasn't going to go to the point of sending death, death threats. But I sort of, I sort of get it. Yeah. It's totally cool. That, I mean, like, that's great. Dumbledore's gray. That's, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but um, as humans, we lose our shit. Absolutely. It happens. Absolutely. Just, you know, yeah. We just, be aware. But be, that, that's the line. You can get angry, just fucking check yourself. You know what I mean? Like keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself or like talk about it with someone you trust. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nothing 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 in the entertainment industry unless you work in it should matter that much to you at all. Yeah. And all these people who are sending threats to these creators don't work in the comic industry or don't oh, yeah. work in the in the in the animation industry. That's well, that's that's what you reminded me of uh Cuz if they did they'd understand. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, of uh the Captain America thing. Yeah. Is that it's... I never thought I'd be that comic book nerd guy from The Simpsons, but it's so easy to slip into that. And that was the, like... That's the easiest time to slip into it when people get mad about the Hail Hydra thing. Right. Like, you don't fucking read the comics. You don't... You don't yeah. know. You don't understand. Stop... Yeah. Ah, what the fuck? Yeah. I... It's, uh... All I'm saying is just, like, calm the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's cool if you get mad about something... It's cool if you don't. Just understand, like, no one owes you anything. Mm-hmm. Just because you buy these books, just because you watch that TV show, just because you watch those movies, no one owes you anything. And also the people that are making those things that you enjoy are also people that want to be treated just like you want to be treated. Um, and that's important because I feel like geeks don't really understand it. Uh, don't really get, have a good grasp on that. You know what I mean? Geeks and nerds don't really understand, like... I mean, it's everyone, but it's, within our industry, geeks and nerds are can be very, very entitled, can be very, very mean and and spoiled. 
Yeah. We we right now we're living in a renaissance of com- renaissance of comics. I feel like renaissance, renaissance, renaissance. Um, right now we're living in a renaissance of comics, and so we're being spoiled by all these great comics, great indie comics, great. Um, D- I mean DC's been okay, Marvel has been great. Um, <laughs> we're in a we're in a drought of DC comics right now. Right so we, I think I feel like we're just leaving that renaissance, but we've been spoiled with a lot of good comics and a lot of good a lot of good movies, like t- good a lot of good TV shows. So we've been really spoiled. Um. So, but you just can't have the mentality of, of feeling entitled that you should get everything that you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not babies. Mm-hmm. We're adults. I don't know. That was a little rant. Yeah. wasn't wasn't so low energy. Yeah. As we thought that it was coffee's be. kicking in. Yeah, that coffee. I got a pee too. Um, that coffee pee. That pee that smells really bad. God damn it! Why? You know what I mean? No. Yeah, Get out of here. you know what I'm talking about. Nobody knows you drink coffee about. all the time. Of course, it's you know what I'm talking you. about. It's just you. coffee pee and coffee dump. Coffee dumps smell the worst. Oh my god! <laughs> Why are you talking about this? You know what I'm talking. You know what I'm talking about. You can't about. go from that to this. Yeah, I can. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Doesn't. Yeah. I just get mad about. I'm a very angry person. I feel like. See, that's the thing, though. I check it. Yeah. I check that shit. You know what you're angry about, and then you got to question right. why am I angry about this? You know what? And the guy am who I runs valid? the guy who runs film film crit Hulk, he's also a guy. I feel like that feels that way. Mm-hmm. He's he's an angry guy about film and stuff, but he checks it. And he has a Twitter account, and everyone enjoys that Twitter account. That's turning something negative into a positive. Yeah. Uh, shout out to film crit Hulk. Shout out to Devin Faraci, just because I love Devin, Devin Faraci. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard not to. Uh, a lot of the parenting theories now is very positive, which I'm into. Yeah, but I feel like it helps to put a little bit of insecurity in your child. Oh no, a lot of self doubt. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I have to worry about that because my ch- I was born with tons of insecurity. Exactly. So. Well, you, I don't <laughs> my know, were you born okay. with it or no? Was I mean, it no. I don't think anyone's born into with insecurity. I'm not. But I'm definitely not going to put that into my child. But no, it makes you a better. Person. I, it's just going. I'm not going to do it purposely. I know I'm going to do it accidentally for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. just what happens. It makes your yeah. It makes your child stronger. Yeah, just like it makes uh, you a better person. Yeah, just just like throwing them in the pool to help them learn how to swim by themselves. If I had been, my dad did that to me, and I learned how to swim. And now him and I have a terrible relationship. But that's okay. <laughs> that's tight. That's tight. <laughs> that's tight. That's sick. That's sick. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you're born a rich kid that gets everything you want, you're just gonna be a terrible piece of shit. And uh, you know, there's no insecurity or self doubt there. Yeah. No, I know. I yeah. I don't know. I don't want this to be a random rich kids because I feel very mad about that them. Yeah. But. Um, where are we going with this? <laughs> Putting insecurity into your kids? What does that have to do with comics? Oh, okay, oh, we're talking about... like that's So they don't grow up to be... Pieces of shit. Pieces of shit. Yeah. yeah, basically you just have to... Good formula for your kids not to be pieces of shit is to try your best as a parent and pay attention to them. But fail a little bit. But you fail a little... You're going to fail <laughs> eventually, but being okay with the failure. And um, also, I think... A big key to not making your kid an asshole, because all the assholes I've met have this in common, is buying them a car when they, as soon as they get their license. Don't do that. Mm. <laughs> that may just be my insecurity. Did you get a car when you got a license? Yes, but yeah. it was it was a shitty little car. Yeah, I got a Saturn. I love it. I had a. I miss my yeah. I miss my first yeah, car a God lot. Damn. I miss Not that only, car a lot. Well, because my first car was a... Ah, shit. What was it called? I'm going to Google it so I can find the picture. 
but I believe it was like a 1980 Toyota Corolla hatchback. Yeah, I had a I had a burgundy Saturn, which I still have the key for on my keychain. But I totaled that like the, within the first year and a half of driving that car. Uh, <sighs> if you're still listening, like, good on you, man. We no, have thank like you. for real. You guys are some diehard fans. Give us a shout out on Twitter, and we'll follow you for sure. For or, sure. Uh, you know, we want to do that. I can't find it, but. It, uh, did you ever see Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist? No. Well. What was the car? There goes our conversation. What kind of car was it? <laughs> Mine? Yeah. It was, I think it was a Toyota Corolla hatchback, like FX or something like that. Something weird that was... A Nova? No, it wasn't a Nova. <laughs> okay. But, uh, no, you idiot. It wasn't a Nova. What <laughs> the what fuck are you, are you fuck- talking about? Are you fucking dumb? You dummy. <laughs> uh... Anyways, it was it got compared to the car in Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. He had a Yugo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looked a lot like I that, think I except gray. A Fiesta was a Fiesta. No. Oh, okay. Definitely not a Fiesta. Okay. Um, fucking dummy. No, I wasn't. I wasn't really. I wasn't really <laughs> serious about that car joke. I was just more. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Raising kids is just like, I don't even know how my parents did it. My yeah. parents had me when they were eighteen. I'm 23 now, so if I was in my parents, if I were in my parents' position, I'd have a five-year-old right now. That sucks. That fucking sucks. That is crazy. That's gross. That is nuts. That's fucking gross. Yeah, That's like disgusting. what? Like what would I be doing with a, with a five-year-old? Hitting it. Oh. <laughs> I don't I'm know. I'm kidding. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. My dad. Did you, did you get spanked growing up? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I did. My dad broke so many spoons on me. It's not even funny. Oh, I never got spoons. You got you got, got belts. Hand. Oh, you got the hand. And I think I got the hand from my mom. I always got a belt or a spoon from my dad. I remember the belt being the threat, but I don't remember ever getting the belt for real. Yeah. Yeah. My dad told me he might have exaggerated, but when he was younger, his dad they had a tree in their backyard. His dad would make him go get a, a, a stick off the tree to spank him with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the ultimate right there. That is the that's the that's ultimate you, shame. You're you're getting your own your beating stick. execution. Yeah, exactly. No, that's that's how you make that's how you make good humans. No, <laughs> I don't think so. There's no real formula, guys. I think that's what we're trying to say. I definitely. I would, no, I think that's definitely the formula. <laughs> definitely I would I would it. want to. I would definitely raise my kid on comic. You know, I would let my kid be into whatever. Yeah. The only thing I the only, the only thing I wish when I was younger that my parents did was get me into something when I was like three years old. Because, like, they got me into baseball, which I really liked, but then they took me out when I was in high school. I was really great at baseball. Um, they took me out of high school because, like, I got, like, a C in honors biology. Are you kidding me? Oh. Uh, you kidding well, me, George? in honors biology? Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm pretty smart. Nerd. I'm pretty Fucking smart. nerd. What the fuck? <laughs> <sighs> I feel so shamed. Don't, don't you nerd shame you me. You nerd. Don't intelligent shame <laughs> me. Um... And I, I was really good at theater, but I always, like, I wish they would have got me into, like, guitar when I was, like, three or, like, or younger or skateboarding when I was, like, five. You know, like, I, so I'd be really good at something that may not be totally useful like, at making money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, I learned bass guitar when I was, like, 16. I'm pretty good at bass, but, like, I don't know. I wish I would have real cocky. You've, heard, you've heard me play bass. I haven't. We went to guitar. We, oh yeah, we went, we went to, to guitar, guitar center. center. Forgot about that. All right, yeah. so apparently I'm not good because you don't remember me no. playing bass. Well, we went to guitar center once. That's true. We still need a jam. Yeah, we need a yam. Space jam, do your thing. Space, space jam, jam. 
All right, all right. Anyway, hey, you, what you gonna do? Hey, you, what you gonna do? Hey, you, what you gonna do? I feel like the... <laughs> Stop the listening to this podcast. Ultimate parenting tip is just be interested in your kid. Yeah, be interested in your kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think that's, that's a like good tip. Genuinely interested instead of like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, so thanks for listening to ParentCast Parent 3.0. <laughs> This is off the rails without Derek to ground us. I, I guess know. he does have a purpose here Damn. on this podcast. He's the Rock. He is the Rock. Dwayne. He also he is also looking more like the Rock. That guy's beefy now. Derek is super beefy. God damn it! I, yeah. I don't know how people do that. They just got they. Just, it's a lot of protein and a lot of just like arms and, and lifting. It's a well. It's a lot of it's a lot of um, endurance lifting. It's not lifting for mass. It's just endurance lifting, and eventually you become massive. He's big. Have you seen his his triceps? And his traps? His traps are humongous. Did you yeah. see his triceps? <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, I don't even. Was that a joke? <laughs> I made up. Yeah, you made this up triceps. Like I made up a muscle because I don't actually know the names of these muscles. <laughs> All right, Derek. Well, if you're listening to this, <laughs> did you see his trapezoids? That's what they are, though. <laughs> like you think you're making up a muscle, but that's what they're called, yeah, trapezoids. I don't know. I don't know. But trapezoids are a real I don't know. muscle. Freeways. I don't know muscles. I know freeways. I don't know. Two, one ten, one oh one, four oh five, six oh five, ninety one. One ten. One ten. One oh one. I said that though. I said those. The ten. Ninety. Ninety one. Ninety. Fifteen. Two fifteen. Gross. The, Sixty. The two. You're forgetting about the two. I said the two. You didn't. That's the third one I said. Oh. Because I know that's where that's close to your house. Okay. If anyone wants directions <laughs> to Aristotle's house, I can say it right now in the podcast. We should do a live podcast. <laughs> All right. Sure. <laughs> okay. I guess not. Why? A live podcast Here I am of what? Of enthusiastic this? about fucking <laughs> am I talking about this freeways podcast. in front of people. <laughs> Look, if people want to know, they made we may have listeners outside of LA. They're like, man, I've always wondered what freeways I got to take. There are tons of freeways in LA. It's really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> so they come food. <laughs> uh, good, one, good one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it's just a bunch of numbers. I hate it. What do you? What would you rather than be called? I mean, they have like nicknames like the Glendale Freeway. Yeah, the, that's much easier. The Harbor Freeway. The the one is is Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah. Hollywood Freeway. Hollywood Freeway. Boom. Downtown so Freeway. So much easier. Yeah. I hate these numbers. Just jumbles like Las know. Vegas Freeway. San Diego Freeway. San Diego, which is the 15. Hogwarts Freeway. <laughs> Shut up, please. That one was for you. It was? <laughs> was it? <laughs> Stop pandering I'm to me. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, comics. Um, we've ta- uh, I read Blue Beetle this week. Sick. It's fine. How was it? It's fine. Fine. They made Ted Cord a. I don't think. I think they they retcon Ted Cord, who was the original Blue Beetle, um, because in the earlier comic. Because now, okay, so Blue Beetle is about Jaime Reyes, who's the Blue Beetle now, uh, which I'm super down for because he's a Latino superhero. Has a scarab on his back, which we think is alien technology, and then they retcon two things. They retcon Ted Cord, who was. In this new book, he is not Blue Beetle and never was. He's just a billionaire obsessed with superheroes. 
who knows about Blue Beetle technology. And then we find Dr. Fate shows up in the issue, spoiler, and he tells Jaime that the scarab on his back is not alien, it's magic, which I really like because I think that that could take the scarab and Blue Beetle in a way different direction, like dealing with the was like the magic superheroes of DC, mm. like Zatanna, um, Constantine, also Shazam. We all we all forget Shazam is a magical being. Yeah, he's not a, a metahuman. He's magical. Um, he sure fucking is, man. I love Shazam. He's my favorite hero. That's cool. Okay, and then <laughs> I read Power. I don't know how. I've never been in the podcast for the portion where you guys actually talk about the books that came out this week. Yeah, that's doing great. Okay, and then I read the Power Rangers annual, which is really cool. There was a different. It was an annual with different short stories, uh, short comics in the book, uh, written by different people. Um, so we get we get a, a story about Jason, which is really cool. It shows him being super disciplined and like overworking himself to be a really good person and Power Ranger. That was dope. Then we get a, a story about Bulk and Skull. They become Power Rangers. In the story, I don't know Power Rangers. I'm sorry. You looked at me like. Look at this news! I How just do you not know Power Rangers? I don't know. I didn't you didn't. Okay, what shows did you grow up with? <sighs> All that and Kablam and just Nickelodeon in general. But like something, something with a canon that you could follow besides Star Wars. Like, what did you grow up with? That like, you were like with a canon that like a, like a mythology. So like for me, it'd be like Power Rangers or Harry Potter or something with a world that you can keep adding on to. Like you had nothing like that. Captain Underpants. No. <laughs> there was a world to that? There was a world to that. Uh, I don't know, but I, I think that's probably why I love Adventure Time so much, because that's that's f- all canon. Mm. It's like fully, that's massive world. Yeah. Um, so apparently just the annual was cool. Um, we're going to take a quick break for an ad, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome back to Melcast. That was a quick break. I always forget to take the breaks. Yeah. Because I'm still not quite. Used I just to had that to one. use the restroom real bad and give some space to our ad sponsors. Oh, so well, I mean, I was gonna, you know, cover you up, but <sighs> you can you can reveal I'm not, yourself. How, I'm not. I'm not like. afraid to talk about that. It was a coffee pee and it smelled real bad. Oh, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyways. Uh, okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't think we've ever talked about uh, a showcase. I feel like we did a little oh, yeah. briefly. I guess. I mean, yeah, we've never really. I, I'm always really shy. I'm shy when it comes to like talking about my own stuff, just because I don't like self promotion. I don't like people who like self promote all the time. So for me, it's just like ugh. Same. But like same. when people do it in a tasteful way, it's great. But like, ugh, like yeah, people like Viners, just ugh, get out, <laughs> get over yourself. Um, no, Showcase was my first comic that I ever. Well, not. It was my first one shot. I've done. I did comics before that. I wrote a comic called We Little Monsters um, that you can probably still find find on Facebook under We Little Monsters. But that was um, a comic strip I did with this great artist named Johnny Jimison, and he. Um, the premise was we'd follow these kids um, or these monsters as they were children. So I had one like uh, our famous monsters as they were children. It's so like Frankenstein, different vampires, wolves. It was just like all about like mythology and like mythological monsters and stuff like that. Mm. Um, not not exclusively, um, but so I did one comic about how um, it started off with seeing a little mummy boy um, in the bathroom and he's like he's you know taking a shit and um, and then next panel he realizes he doesn't have any toilet paper. Third panel he uses his own wraps for toilet paper and actually that was like the, one of the best responses to i got like everyone really loved that strip and i missed that comic a lot i've been thinking about reaching back out to the artist um 
and saying like, Hey, let's, let's like do this again, but let's, let's see if we can change it. And like, um, make it not better, but like, darker, see, not dar- go darker, not, let's go not dark, darker, not darker, but like more of just like, like just like, like really go for it. Cause that, that was like my first like project that like, I really like, went through, um, <laughs> you know, like, and, yeah. uh, and I really still have like, a really like big affection for those, those strips. Um, they're still all on my computer. I, I look at them from time to time. I even made a zine with them. I totally forget that I've done that. Um, and then after that, I worked on Showcase. So Showcase was a book that I put out myself. That was like the first ever like physical comic I put out. Uh, I'm not about to cry. My voice just like cracked. That was really weird. <laughs> uh, but um, Showcase is about a kid named Jake and uh, based in Corona, California, which is in around Riverside area near Orange County, near desert, um, which is where I grew up. And it's basically about this kid named Jake who is in the punk scene in, in Corona, which is like at the time when I was growing up in Corona was really big um, because Showcase, which is the namesake of the book, um, was a theater in Corona um, near my house that was like a punk venue. Like a lot of great bands played there, like early AFI. Seosin actually closed that theater. Like Seosin was um, the last show of, of Showcase, made a big deal, like made a big deal about it because they were closing down. I don't know why. <clears throat> but uh, Seosin was like the last band to perform that that, that theater, and, um, and so is that I guess the show of the comic is. Yeah, that's that's that. No, the com the com the show in the comic is an AFI show. Ah, yeah, um, just because they were one of my favorite bands growing up, especially in that time. So, so this kid named Jake, and he's a punk, and uh, he wants to get out of the scene. Like he's this, he's a teenager. He's thinking about it. He wants better things for his life, um, but he just he can't find a way out of it. And so throughout the book, he talks he talks to three people: his best friend Jose, uh, Juan. No, his best friend Juan, and then his ex girlfriend Jamie, and then his brother. Um, and they all try to convince him to stay within the scene when he really, really doesn't want to. Um, so we progress through the the book. Like, first he's talking to Juan, and he's like, hey, man, like, I'm thinking about leaving, whatever. And Juan's like, this is your home, you know? Like, this is where all your friends are. This is where your your brother your brother first brought us to this, sh- like, to showcase. Like, you can't just leave. Um, and Juan's dealing with his own set of problems. And then he talks to Jamie, his ex-girlfriend, he's like, and she's like, you're a coward. Like, you want to leave because you're you're afraid of the future, and you don't you don't want good things for yourself. Um and uh and then he talks to his brother who's like i brought you here like this is where you belong i've been here forever you know like trust me like you should stay here and so it's it's really all about just like trying to find out what you want to do when you're a kid when you're a teenager um and that's something that like i just went through when i was you know trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what i wanted to do um to be real if we're being real (laughs) that whole comic is about like my faith like in like christianity and god so like me trying to find a way to Sort of like, and I realized it's like a year after it was done. I was like, of course that's what it was. Because at that time I was I was dealing with like, you know, do I believe in God? You know, being raised in a conservative Christian household and in and, and a conservative church. Like, do I believe in God or just do, do I believe in this way of living? Do mm-hmm. I believe in going to church? Um, so like that really Jake was me and Showcase was his church, you know, or my church. Um, I got the sense that you were Jake. Yeah, thanks, man. Except uh, something I, I really I don't regret a lot, but it was more of like, man, I wish I would have made him la- Latino. And that was around the time that I only wrote white characters. I did you see him as Latino? Yeah, or I guess I didn't see him as white. I mean, I oh. feel like his like the skin. W- w- yeah, well, the the the, but, the book is in black and white, yeah. so it's hard to tell. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Uh, at that time when I was writing comics, all I could write were white people. It's like, I, uh, we 
talked about this another day where I used to just like orange or peach was my default like crayon yeah. for people. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's it's very interesting. Or, or like very light orange because I remember that was the trick is that if you didn't have peach, you just like very lightly draw with yeah. orange. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, no, and, and it was just me, like my experience. Um, and uh, I, I'm really fond of that book. Like I really, really like that book a lot. Um because thanks, man. Um, Though I will say, when I, or yeah, you get maybe you haven't gotten to this. When I finished the book, I got the sense that like he can leave, but this is still who he is. Like he can't. Yeah. Like, you can't walk. Well, that's the whole. Like, that's the whole like point of the ending of that book. Yeah. Um, like you as a reader has to sort of make that decision because. Uh, but that's how I want it to be. So that's yeah. What it's exactly. Be. No. Now exactly. You have to say that. Right. Or I'm gonna. No. Death threat you. Okay, fine. Aristotle's <laughs> way, you gotta read it Aristotle's way or else it just doesn't work. The book falls apart. Um, but I don't know, should I spoil it? Can they buy this online? They can't. Well then, <laughs> I mean, go I, ahead I, I'm, and I'm, planning, <laughs> I'm planning on doing a second run because everyone tells me I should. I think I'm going to. I don't give a fuck. Um, so at the end, um, in the middle of the book, we find out that Jake was in the club. Because all most of the book takes out takes place outside the club. The first two parts take uh, place outside of the club showcase, um, because he doesn't want to go back in. He's drinking a lot. He's smoking. Uh, oh no, he's not smoking. He's drinking a lot, and he's just sort of like drunk, and he doesn't want to go back in there because he feels like claustrophobic. Um, but we find out that he was in the club earlier, and he was stabbed by this this kid named Sid. And um, we find out through the book that he's bleeding a lot more, but he's he's drunk. He's not really paying attention to it. Um, so he goes inside finally and he talks to his brother who's like his brother, Billy is like the, like the king of the club, you know, like he's like that big brother who's been around the scene for the longest, never really left. Um, but everyone knows like who Billy is and everyone knows who Jake is. Cause you know, he's that's Billy's little, little brother. Yeah. Exactly. So he goes inside. He's like, Hey, like we got to go. Like, let's leave. Like I'm tired of this. And, um, Billy, we find out that Billy's actually like really sick too. Like the Billy came to the show. Um, from the hospital, which was actually in real life in Corona's up the street from Showcase. Um, and he came because it was the last show. He's like, I'm not going to miss the last show, even if I am sick. And Jake's like, we got to take you back to the hospital. Like, you're like, you're not going to die here. Um, so they start heading back. Like, they start, like, leaving the club after the show's over. And um, we find, like, they're, you know, we, you remember this? Was the show over? Oh, no, it was in the middle of the show. Um, but they, they start walking, and then the show ends, and then a whole bunch of people like start like coming after Not coming after them, but like, following them. Because there was only one street to get out of Showcase, and everyone lived above Showcase in the suburbs, so everyone would walk up the street, um, which is Main Street uh, in real life. IRL. And so um, we find, and then, you know, so Jake is bleeding out, and uh, Billy notices finally. And uh, Billy's like, okay, look, we're going to the hospital already. I'm going to take care of you, whatever. And Jake's like, no, fuck you. Like, you're the one who did this to me. You're the one who brought me here in the first place. Uh, we get some really cool flashbacks, which I have the original pages for, which I'm really excited about. Um, and then um, there's this flash of white in the book, which is like a full white page, which is very intentional. Um, and so then we enter the sequence where Jake turns back goes through the crowd and goes back to showcase and at the very last panel he's lying down in showcase and he closes his eyes. Um, for me, that's where as a reader you have to make a decision like it, do, do, am I going to believe that this happened or does the story end at that white page? 
um, which is really cool because that actually worked out. The people I talked to were like, was I supposed to read past that white page? Was that white page a mistake? Um, was the story end of the white page? Or what was that? Was that like a dream sequence? After? And I was like, whatever you want to be, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I'm really fond of Showcase. I really like that book. Um, Me too. Thanks. But what does the white page mean? The for me the white page is I was just, I didn't I wasn't oh. expecting a real oh. answer. Oh, okay, I, got you, it. I was expecting. But you were you were more like, what's the white page mean? Is that what you meant? No, I meant like, but really, what does it mean? Like, I have, are you I asking hear, me? I, no, don't know. I, I feel like that's what uh, I've heard that that's what Stanley Kubrick was with two thousand one. Oh. People ask him like, "What does it mean?" Like, it's whatever you want it to mean. Yeah, like, but what does it really mean? It's like, I no, was definitely it's... not trying to be Stanley Kubrick. Uh-oh. I was just more of just like, I just wanted it to be whatever you wanted it to be for sure. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I like showcase a lot. Thanks for bringing that up. I don't talk about it um, mostly because I just don't like promoting myself. Yeah, in the same way. And Dave Baker thinks I should get good at that, and I say, Nah, I don't. I don't want to get good at the work. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm trying to. I'm, I just wrote the story about this demon that I'm trying to get um, an artist to work on, and um, yeah, I think I told you about that. A little bit. The whole idea is that um, this this boy named Carlos, he he's growing up in an abusive household. It's also a very Catholic household, and his dad beats him and his family. Um, he's like 14. So he starts really going after this Catholic thing, and he starts praying every night that his dad will stop beating him, but his dad doesn't. Um, but because in Catholicism you have this this set of prayers that you can pray, and I've never uh, when I growing when I was growing up, my Catholic my Catholic side of the family, they never deviated from those prayers. Like whenever they would put me to sleep or whatever, they'd always say the same prayers. And so because Catholics don't seem to tend to vary away from those prayers, the prayers that he's praying because they're repetitive, they end up becoming chants, and they end up summoning a demon that murders his whole entire family. Um, so that is that book that I really want to get art for um but yeah so i'm working some on a, some other cool stuff um i think i really like writing comics <laughs> i really do i i think um what's so cool about comics and i think people need to understand need to start understanding i think the people that listen to this podcast understand yeah. but even just a, the greater general public need to understand how important comics are mm. like they are so they are so important they're as important as movies and tv um, because I would say sometimes even more important because you can do so much with comics, so 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 fucking much. It it bothers me a lot when uh, when people don't respect the art form that yeah. they are working in. So like, don't fucking make a comic with the intention of trying to get it into a TV show or movie. Yeah, that's garbage. Make a comic because you want to tell this story. Yeah, like it's comics are so important. Um, because you can do whatever you want. You can say so many different things with them. And um, just like film and TV, you can go back and look at them and find different meanings. Mm. Um, I think – and because I'm, I'm – my writing style is very, like, short. Like, I, I like – like, everyone that I grew up reading, they were short stories. Um, and so my – I tend to write short stories, like, in bursts, you know. Like, I really like burst writing where, like, I write one short story and that's it. That's all that that is. Um and in comics, most comics are like that. You know, you'll have a, either a one shot or you have a, uh, you can know, it'll be an episode of, it'll be like one issue that continues to go on to other issues and it's an arc. But usually they're very short stories um, that you can like just get out of the way and read and, and take something from. Um, but they're magical. Like, like you think, like you're holding a book in your hand that has the ability to uh, entertain you 
and create this mytho- like mythology in your mind like that it's like a it's like fucking spell book you know you can do anything with them um i think people need to respect that more and i, don't, I just don't think that people do and it, yeah. it sucks and i think once they do the industry will continue to grow and grow exponentially um and really have the opportunity to thrive in different markets um you know, I think people still see comics as kitsch. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't. It seems. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's hard for me. It's like, oh, those are comics for kids. Like, no, they're not. They're not for kids. But I mean, it's hard to get rid of that because of superheroes. Right. That's what people think of when they think of comics. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, comics are super important. I think I'm starting to respect them a lot more. I think I'm having a lot more fun writing them because of that. Uh,. Yeah, I don't know. You're learning. You're learning your powers. I guess so. You're you're just like Ray right now. Who? Ray. You've got all this power, but you don't know how to use it. Who's Ray? From Star Wars. Oh, Ray. God, I love Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Thank. I don't know. I hate talking about that stuff. I really yeah, man. do. Shut up. <laughs> that wasn't a joke at you. It was just no. Oh. Yeah, man. I say that a lot. That I go. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um. But uh. Yeah. Those. That's me. I want to do a lot more. Um. Really, I just want to sort of. Uh, this is going to sound really dumb and cocky, but I really want to change how people look at comics, and I really want to change how people look at art mm-hmm. and comics and art in general. Um, but I don't know. That sounds dumb. You just gotta give them mouse. Hmm. You just gotta give them mouse. Mouse. Be like here. The this comic is, mouse. Yeah, I've never read mouse. Me neither. Okay. But I meant just that it's such a like a, a massive fucking deal. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Well Thanks, I appreciate been... it. I never talk about Shogun. I really don't. I don't talk about anything that I do. If I talk about it it's it's because like someone asked me. That's the that's the only way. I even just hate pitching my ideas and stuff like that. I'd rather just I'm very grassroots. You're so good at it though. I'm a really thanks. I'm a really grassroots kind of guy where like I just want people to like to pick it up at some point and be like, oh, what's this? And then just like it. I don't need everyone to like my shit. As long as I can make a living doing what I like doing, I'll be fine. Oh, honestly, not even that. I just want to make a living working with my friends. That's all I want to do. You yeah. know what I mean? So if I can work on like showcase, like I wanted to make sure the person I was working with was my friend. So I got to know that person before we even started working together. Um, and everyone that I work with, I really want to have a relationship with. So that way, there's that we. I think that leads to just better work, better collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, even like, I'm gonna bring up Adam Sandler. I know it, we, <laughs> I talk about him a lot, but that guy, it's the Adam Sandler way, the Adam Sandler way. Um, he doesn't make great movies anymore. He did like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. You know, Fifty First Days. I think was his last really great movie. That he made because he has Rain Over Me and Punch Drunk Love, which I think were after that. Um, but you, I think I said Wedding Singer. Um, those are all great movies with a lot of sincere moments in them. Um, just somewhere he lost his way with his, all the bad movies he's making now. Um, but what I'm really jealous of Adam Sandler about is that he gets to work with his friends 24 mm-hmm. 7. Like that is the dream. Like people think about Adam Sandler movies, Adam Sandler movies like, oh, garbage and shit. No, he gets to work. I mean, yes, but he gets to work with his friends. Like that is the goal. I would love to work with my friends nonstop, but on quality shit. I'm not gonna make so, fucking. The- you know what though? I remember. I forgot what movie it was. I feel like it was Pacific Rim. 
Yeah. That like Grown Ups 2 beat at the box office, which is so Those exciting. Grown Ups movies are not terrible though. The first Grown Ups is not terrible, terrible. The <laughs> Grown Ups 2 beat out Pacific Rim? It beat out something, whatever came out that week, and it was such a massive disappointment. Mm. I was like, why why did you go see that? Yeah. You knew what you were gonna get. Come on. Uh, I just want to be the Adam Sandler of comics. I don't. I don't know. Do you know of any other people that just work with their friends all the time? Like, yeah. Like, I think of people who have like their cast. Like, Guillermo has Guillermo. like a, the uh, the same amount of cast that he usually uses. Um, who else? James Gunn. James well, Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn. Um, I just want to sort of be like that, where I can just like make things with my friends, give my friends jobs, and just be able to have fun together. Because um, Steven ulti- Spielberg. Ul- ul- Steven Spielberg. Ultimately, we're just going to die, and that's all that's going to matter. So yeah. Uh, there's a big billboard off of, uh, I think, Hollywood, a few blocks from here. That's Tom Hanks in a, a new movie. Oh, yeah, Sully. So, is that directed by Steven Spielberg? I don't know. I, well, because when I saw that billboard, my first thought was like, fuck, he just he doesn't, he like, just gets need, to choose what he wants to be. Need, he need just to wants give, to dress like a pilot, so right. he, of course he said yes to this movie. There needs to be, we need to appreciate Tom Hanks more, because this is the second movie that he's done that is kind of like he's a captain and he has to like <laughs> save people in water. <laughs> like um, we need to give. Him, like, he also he, he's also doing the third uh, Angels and Demons movie. Um, and it's like, dude, like give him Forrest Gump. I think he's a cool dude. He's a great guy. You know, I just think we need to put him in better movies. Sure. Anyway, that was my Tom Hanks rant. Tom Hanks um, is like my dad. Whenever he's on the Nerdist podcast, he's great. Oh, he's so awesome. He's such a funny, nice, interesting kind of guy. Yeah. Though, I it, those kind of guys always make me question, like, uh, how where do they stand though on today's issues? Where do they? Oh right, yeah. You don't want to like, find out that dark underside. Like, is, is Tom it's... Hanks some kind of crazy misogynist? Yeah. But he's just super chill about there it. There are some people that are like that, like Jeremy Renner. It's kind of misogynistic. Uh, so is Anthony Mackie a little bit. Um, but he's so young. I know. I don't know. We can't. Honestly, we can't. We can't beat up on those guys too much. Because they're stronger than us. <laughs> uh, because we're because we all we all say <laughs> dumb things. I don't know. We all say dumb things, but I mean it's yeah. It's, it's also, also what we think, right? Learning Actually, about I it. Think, yeah, I don't know. Learning from it. I'm not good at talking about social issues. Even though we kind of. Just did, yeah, not very long ago. Well, I mean, no one's listening. That's how bad we are. <laughs> no one's listening at this point. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. This one. Next time we'll have Derek in here, and he'll, he'll bring yeah. us back to reality. <laughs> there also wasn't that much to talk about this week. Yeah. So, well, there was. Oh, that Pokemon Go appraise update. <sighs> it's so dumb. I love it. It's so dumb. So, for people who don't know, Pokemon Go got an update. That's I mean, not the update we necessarily wanted, which was the Pokestop search feature yeah. focus up tracking feature that they've been testing with different people we don't have it real sad about that you can just now appraise your pokemon yeah so for people who have been playing the meta game of pokemon and also the real game of pokemon ivs and evs are very important to those games i'm about to school you aristotle <laughs> so um, ivs and evs so and evs effort values and and uh is it intrinsic values I'm not totally sure, but EVs are so every Pokemon has six stats. H I'm talking about like in the game, so like X and Y, 
and like silver and gold um and like all the the games on ds and game boy um there are six values that every pokemon has six stats hp attack special attack defense special defense and speed okay so don't totally get those in this game we don't get that we only have attack hp and defense in this game um in pokemon go but those are called effort values so every pokemon has six effort values okay IVs are how strong that Pokemon can be for each value. So, for example, um, a strong Pokemon in the metagame is Dragonite. A lot of people use that Dragonites when they're battling online because they're strong and they have really good special abilities. So if you want a really strong Dragonite and you're training him for something specific, so if you want your Dragonite to be a physical attacker who can just take out teens, wipe them out, you want his IV, you want his attack IV or attack EV to have the most e- IVs possible. No wait, you want his e- you want his attack IV to be the strongest it can. So you tra- you breed for that IV. Anyway, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. So it's a, I feel like you're reading into a lot of what I'm not reading into it. it. I'm just telling you what this is. So I'm, in Pokemon I, I feel Go, like you're telling Pokemon- me what you feel like this should be, and it's not quite that. It is. So. What we found out, people have found out in the game, in the Pokemon Go's coding, mm-hmm. is that all Pokemon's, all Pokemon have three effort values and three and IV opportunity. So the effort values and those stats are HP, defense, and attack. And that so if you're say you're Snorlax, which is one of the biggest bulkiest Pokemon in the game, has the most most HP um, possible. It can have the most HP possible. Um, <sighs> IVs for that for the HP should be really high if you want a Pokemon that can fucking withstand attacks while it's in gym or attacking a gym. So you want a Pokemon that can last. So when the new appraising system appraises the e- the IVs and how strong those EVs are. Does it though? It does. So when, when Candela, which is our gym leader, when she's appraising your Snorlax and she goes... The HP is tremendous. That means that your Snorlax have, has really good IVs and HP. So that means it has a lot of potential to have really great HP as it continues to level up and continues to give. We continue to give it candy and Stardust. So that's what that appraisal means. So like when you're here, I'll I'll appraise one live right now. Remember, just think back to that Ponyta I sent you earlier. That was CP twenty mm-hmm. and got nothing but great. The whole point of appraisal right. is for you to say, for you to understand, like this is the Pokemon I should be leveling up and evolving. So here, I'll uh, I'll do this. Hold on, me. I'm gonna appraise live. Combat right power too feels like a useless number. No, it's not. Do you, have you played this game? Yeah, I have. This is not the game that I played. <laughs> All right. Hold on, I just first things um, first. First things first. I'm the realist. All right, so I'm going to execute. Okay. <laughs> execute uh, is 611. I'm going to appraise him right now. Okay, candle is on screen. Hi, Chris. Let's take a look at your execute, shall we? Overall, your execute simply amazes me. It can accomplish anything. Its defense is its strongest feature. That means that my defense has the most opportunity. So this can be a really sp- good defensive Pokemon. Um, so it has a lot of potential in its defense. I'm blown away by its stats. Wow. So that means I have a really good spread of IVs. So I have a really good potential for this Pokemon to be really good. Um, if your Pokemon had max IVs in every, so in HP and attack and defense would say, wow, I'm really impressed by your HP. And then she would also say defense too. Oh, and attack too. So that means that your Pokemon has the potential to be, and will probably be the strongest Pokemon 
Of that it can be. No, that it can be. That it can be. So if your Charizard has perfect IVs, then that Charizard will be the strongest Charizard it can be in game. So say we both have Charizard with maximum maximum HP. What the fuck am I saying? Maximum IVs. That means that we'll have really that our Charizards at the highest level will be the exact same. Hmm. It's really. I mean, it's it's not useless until we can get better at it. I feel like no, it, it needs to. It just needs. It will be really. It'll be really useful for breeding really strong Pokemon when we have breeding abilities in game. But I'm not sure when that's going to come. Anyway, that was really confusing. Go and look on Smogon, <laughs> Smogon.net or Cerebi to understand Cerebi.net to uh, understand better about Pokemon metagame and mm-hmm. IVs and EVs. Well, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> no, you know, it doesn't feel very helpful when I'm trying to. You still understand it. Oh, okay. A lot of people just hate what they don't understand, and I get that. So, all right, <laughs> all right then. Well, <laughs> this has been Melcast 3.0. Yes, this has been. Sorry, you know, we tried. We really did. There wasn't a lot. And you know what? I'm not going to fucking apologize anyway. You know, if you're listening. The show's for free. Yeah, this show's for fuck? fucking free. Um, anyway, I want to shout out to Christopher Lopez for sending us this book, yes. Va- Vanta Black. Uh, Christopher Lopez tweeted us a link where we can buy this book and we'll, we'll tweet it out to our followers. You can buy it on Amazon. Oh, you can buy it on Amazon. Perfect. Yeah. Just look it up, Vanta Black, Christopher Lopez, and then shout out to Nathaniel Osoyo. His Osoyo. art, his uh, art show is gonna be happening at the Riverside Art Museum for a month, October first through November sixth. So go check that out too. He's a friend of the show. He was on two weeks ago, well, or a week three, ago, a few weeks ago. Yeah, it all blends together. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Austin James. Austin James, go, go buy his book, book, Hollow Mountain, please. All right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. We love Bye. you so much. Hey, thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all of their sales and events that happen every day.